0: Welcome to Engaging and Empowering School Libraries, a podcast that aims to raise the profile of school libraries by talking about topics that are current across education and teaching. I'm delighted tonight to be joined by um, a special friend and colleague, Stoney Evans. We have been working collaboratively for nearly seven years starting when we were both ready to open the doors of our school libraries internationally for the benefit of our teachers and students back in 2013. Tonight, we're going to share our journey of international collaboration, highlighting the benefits as well as giving you some ideas that you might want to try yourselves. So thanks so much for joining me tonight, Stoney. I'm glad you you found the time eventually. You're a busy man.
1: I'm grateful to be here and thank you for the opportunity, Liz
0: no problem so can I get you to introduce yourself and and tell me a little about your career path
1: sure and and it's really changed the last few years but uh, my name again is Stoney Evans and I was a public school educator here in the United States in the state of Arkansas uh, for 25 years about half of that I spent as a band director and then I, sh- I shifted over to uh, school librarianship um, midway through that career and and finished that career as a, as a school librarian, uh, both at the middle school level, uh, and I spent most of it at the high school level. Um, I had a uh, But I'm also in the, the uh, Arkansas Army National Guard. And um, so I've had that dual career. And uh, due to COVID and a, a family emergency with my dad's health in 2020, I decided to um, a step away and actually retire early. I had enough years in, retired early from public school, uh, in 2020 and was able to devote uh, really these last uh, three years almost uh, to my military career. While still keeping a foot in the door with school librarianship, I teach adjun- uh, adjunct for McDaniel College in Maryland uh, for school librarianship graduate students and um, have tried to to keep, keep my feet in both the military and school librarianship as much as possible, uh, especially now that COVID is is uh, something that is is not as big of a concern as it was uh, in uh, globally uh, since 2020. So I guess that's it in a nutshell. And as of right now, I'm I'm really working about three different part-time jobs, with two of those being military, and uh, one of them being a school librarianship.
0: I must admit, I've been I've been uh, watching your career with interest because it's it's certainly um, had its had its highs and and interesting scenarios hasn't it it's, it's been <laughs> one of those things that you know you just think something's going to happen and no you're off on something else so so you yeah. do keep me on my toes um we're going to focus a little bit on the time that you were a school librarian um like I said in my introduction we met in 2013 when um I was looking to do something more with collaboration and I had seen um on um i would seen this thing called mystery hangout that was that was seemed to be being talked about a lot in america Mm -hmm. by the school librarians there can you tell me a little bit about your interest in in global communities and how that started
1: thinking back um Really, I need to talk a little bit about blogging because that's probably where all of this started. I mean, I'd heard about Twitter and I created a Twitter account and had had started promoting our school library um, programs and things that we were doing on our Facebook as that became something that was accepted uh, with with our public school administration uh, to, to kind of tell the story of what was happening. Uh, I couldn't get administrators always to come uh, to, the, to the school library um, for the events that we had because they're busy. They're busy people. They're, they're pulled all over the building. And, and, and uh, I thought, well, what if I started a blog and I saw Shannon Miller, um, who's a, a, you know, a, a very uh, strong leader in our profession for school librarians in the United States, she had uh, spoken at uh, a conference that uh, you know, that you, I invited you to speak at uh, with me um, uh, virtually. But uh, I saw that she had a blog and I thought, oh, gosh, I could do that. I could just write uh, about the things that we're doing and I could share that on social media and my administrators will see it. Well, my interest in the global community happened. I started that blog in 2014. So we, we may have met after 2014 now that I think about that. I uh, so. because I started writing and um, and people not only locally started reading the things that we were doing and, and I always just tried to tell, hey, here's what we did in the library. Here's some pictures, there's a video clip. Um, parents were seeing it, administrators were seeing it, but I didn't realize that people around the country were starting to look at the different things that we were doing. Um, and then I get this tweet in was it 2015 or 2016? I'm sorry, Elizabeth. It's all Charles, right. Remember, if you talk,
0: if you talk about the, the one that I sent you, that was yes. 2016. yeah, 2016. So,
1: so I remember getting this tweet from Elizabeth Hutchinson. I'm like, oh, cool. I'll <laughs> enter this later, and because it was like on a weekend. And then um, when <laughs> typically, I to, when, when I when I, when I uh, had time to really look at, I was like, Guernsey, where's that? And, and then I looked it up, and I'm like, oh my goodness, somebody from from. Um, outside of the states read about mystery skype that's what it was mystery skype mystery hangouts yeah. and um and i was like oh wow and that's really the moment that my mind really expanded and i began to look through a much larger lens that that's the funny. social media presence the things that we're, we're sharing out there really are, are limitless who can can have access to those so i would say that that was a pivotal point for me in 2016 when you reached out to me and I realized how far our stories can go.
0: Absolutely. Well 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 my story goes back to 2013 when I tried to do a collaboration. So we had I had this idea that I wanted to collaborate with with somebody. I wasn't quite sure who um and there was a thing called um Scoopish, it was an online, pl- I think it still exists, It was. it's an online platform but I had been following some really interesting school librarians again but uh, from across the world um, and there's one lady, Pippa, oh, and I can't remember her surname, but Pippa um, started talking to me and it. we came up with this idea about, um, we had a, um, a, a book award, an annual book award called the Greenaway award and they had an award called something like chocolate something. <laughs> their sound far more cooler than ours did. <laughs> uh. But the, the idea was we would, we would share, we would send our books to Canada and they would send their books to us and we would spend time looking and talking to each other and, um, I hadn't really thought about it properly enough at that point because the time difference between Canada and the UK is too many hours. And the only way that we could connect our students was by bringing our students back to school at about six o'clock in the evening. Um, But they were really keen to do it. Did it work? I don't think it, it worked. The video didn't work in 2013 um but the they were typing to each other and they were really excited to be talking to students on the other side of the world and Mm. and that was my hook so when I saw you talking about mystery hangouts I thought this is this is it this is it so that Sunday morning was the moment that that I thought right we, we I need to do something um do you think we appreciated at the time how cutting edge and a front runner we were?
1: <laughs> no, I, and, and, and I I remember looking at this question and, and talking with Cindy about it um, because we were both going through a lot of the same things uh, together because uh, my wife, uh, just some context, my wife was also a school librarian uh, at the elementary level. So we shared ideas and, and, and uh, I don't, I think we were just trying to find ways to To be relevant uh, to our learning communities, and um, I don't know if it ever really sunk in that oh wow this is this is really this is really new this is this is this is something that everybody's not doing. Um, I don't know when I don't know when I realized that uh, that it was at the forefront um, of, I think, of I tra- think trailblazers.
0: It, I think it might have been our international session. Because so let us let's explain a little bit about what we're talking about. Um, a mystery hangout or a, a mystery Skype as it was then was a was two librarians across the other side of the world connecting with each other. Um, and it was two classes. So um, the idea is that is that the adults know where each other are, but the students don't it's yes. it, i don't know about you but for us it was more of a geography related um exercise
1: yes for and us for, as well
0: so our geography teacher was really interested um they set up the students so that they have different tasks so some of them were um the ones looking at google maps somebody else was looking at the atlases somebody else was looking at um Oh, I can't think. Uh, somebody else was doing the recording, somebody else was doing the speaking and the answering the questions. so it was yeah. it was question and answer where the other students could only answer yes or no, which was really clever. um when Stony and I, so I'm talking to the people listening when Stony and I um decided that we were going to do this, um the only school that would uh, showed an interest. From my side was a school in in, in a very small island called Alderney. Um, it made a really fascinating um, event that I to this day can't really describe how beneficial that was to the students involved. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had we had gone through this process, so so let's just put it in comparison: the year ten. Uh, class in Alderney had 15 students how many students were they talking to in your year
1: Uh, probably it was an it was an eighth grade geography class and I'm trying to think maybe maybe 20 21 22 somewhere in that
0: okay and and your your I think the comparison was the number of students in your school was about 1500 was that right
1: that been about um, I years think years? grades eight through twelve. We probably had, um, uh, I would say, a thousand eleven, there were about three hundred students in each class, yeah. two fifty to three hundred somewhere in there. So yeah, probably twelve hundred ish, eleven hundred ish in the whole school.
0: So the so the comparison was on the island of Alderney. That was the total population.
1: Wow, I remember so, that now.
0: So they so they um, the contrast was huge. Um, they they loved the, they loved playing it. they they all got involved. it was it was fantastic. But the moment for me was at the end when um, so so you had obviously done a mystery Skype before um, your students were prepared to tell us something about where they lived. and our students really weren't prepared and and it was a moment of, you know ugh, not prepared them, you know, they're not going to engage here because they kept saying well there's nothing to do here again in in Alderney there's nothing to do and then I don't know who asked but I think a student in Arkansas asked um about the oh the students in Alderney said they went sea swimming after school and and the next thing we know is is The students are picking up their laptop to show the Arkansas students the sea. And and it was the coolest moment ever because they were so impressed. It was like the students in in Alderney were were somebody, had something important to share, something amazing. And it just made me realise at that moment that this is what a great collaboration could actually achieve. Is that you're giving purpose to your students? and I think uh, you know the the activity itself was important, but I think the personal learning journeys that our students went on was a much had a much greater impact um yes. you know it was it was amazing. so we we then went and collaborated further, yes, I think you touched on it slightly, didn't you, by um uh talking about the the events that I came to online uh, i seem to remember something that you were doing with your school librarians the, uh, did you have a an inset day or sorry an inset day um a training day for your oh that's right
1: i forgot about that we yeah. we invited um uh, we had a we had a training day at school and you spoke um, to uh the other librarians in the district that came up and and we shared some of the things that we had done. Uh, And then we had a summer conference and you did a session with me there. I remember we were nervous about it because uh, we were hoping that the internet connection would be good enough for us to, and it did, everything worked out as I recall. Um, And there were a lot of people that came to that, uh, which the summer conference wasn't wasn't as well, Uh, attended typically as the spring conference. But uh, I remember we had a we had a full room uh, that day. Uh, So, you know, sharing the stories spread out and and, you know, encourage those those school librarians to go back and impact their schools. But then also we collaborated further uh, that year because I remember we sent a package. The kids got to pick what. what items that were significant uh, in our country or in our state, in our town. And they put those in a package and sent them to um, to Alderney. And then those students sent a package to us, but we didn't open it until the day that, uh, that we had set aside just to meet and talk about those things. So the kids would come up and show something that they had <laughs> been sent. And then the other students would tell. So I thought it was a really awesome uh, cultural exchange that that we were able to do with that that was a great day. So there's a lot of a lot of layers to this as, as we're talking and remembering. <laughs>
0: it, it was it was it sort of threw up things that I hadn't really appreciated that it was going to. Um, I think I, I think it led me to be braver um, in in what I was trying to achieve. And I think if I'm honest, I think my my first reason for wanting to do it was was that hook of I've got something that's that's a little bit cool that I can bring to your classroom, mm-hmm. um, but it was the hook to be able to do something else. So for me, it was it was a to get a teacher to work collaboratively with, with me. It was to you know uh, I, I didn't do it this time, but but was would have been able to to teach some kind of research skill to those students in order for them to be able to achieve that and although I didn't do it at that stage we were leading towards things that happened beyond that and and I think us sharing our event our the way we worked it the way we managed it really did inspire others. Um, do you remember us doing the the Google summit. So it was he- held here in Guernsey. Um, and again, I had, was like, this was the first time that I could present live um, in a while. And um, I can't even remember what year, so that must've been, it must've been pre-COVID so that maybe it was 2018 even, that that year. Um, and I invited you to come and do, um, come and, and, you know, like this, come in virtually and we we shared our experience and um, do you remember one of the teachers i think we were i think we were the the dog leg of the of the sessions we were one of the last and you know usually teachers are tired by the end of the day aren't they and i i remember you coming up on the screen and the teachers at the back of the classroom which are always the ones that are the least engaged were like wow this is like star wars you know
1: Yeah, I I do remember that. I remember you making that comment, and I'd never done anything like that. So I was like, when you sent me the the uh, pictures, you know, it was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I I remember that, and they they were probably really uh, uh, enjoying my country, southern uh, United States accent as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. it's just just... they
1: were laughing (laughs) as they went, thinking, "Is this one of the Beverly Hillbillies?"
0: (laughs) It certainly was just a real a real moment that we were I think that for me was the moment that I realized that we were doing something that others weren't at that point Mm -hmm. especially in the UK I don't think it was happening much at that point um and and you know I think I think we were very lucky to have have found that connection but that collaboration and that willingness to work with each other I think that that made so I, said, I used the word braver um a bit earlier and I think that that bravery and reaching out uh sort of moved then on to to all sorts of other kind of collaborations that that you know I know that I did um was was there other you know you connected with a lot of people in the in America didn't you did you go anywhere beyond America
1: well okay um so I'm 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 going down memory lane here. Uh, <laughs> I got involved with the Microsoft Educator Network, uh, which was a wonderful opportunity. They they uh, uh, invited me to attend a couple of conferences that they had for for that group, and and I got to meet um, some international educators uh, through through those channels. And I remember connecting well and, and Twitter and the the blog. I I was writing. I tried to write a a blog article per week, one per week. Uh, I really was not doing much else except working and going home and writing about it and working and going home (laughs) and writing about it. And um, it got very, very busy. I got sucked into, you know, the excitement of that, which is not a bad thing. But um, looking back, I probably should have balanced better and and had a personal time and not been work, work, work. But it, you know, we live and learn. But I do remember connecting with a, uh, an educator in Spain, and we tested out uh, Google Translator uh, through through not Google Translator. It was it was uh, Microsoft Skype Translate Translator. So we we did that, uh, and that led to us connecting one of our Spanish classes, an AP Spanish class, to their uh, students in Spain. And they got to practice speaking English and sp- Spanish to each other, and I remember that really uh, made those students from you know uh, our classes super nervous. And I can imagine it was the same thing for that that teacher in Spain uh, connected with another teacher in, uh, uh, and I'm trying to remember. It was was it? I can't remember. Uh, so many different uh, uh, you know occurrences. I remember we connected with Japan um, Vietnam was was there a, was it Vietnam or um, uh, South Korea I think it was Vietnam we connected with a, a school in Vietnam and we had to we had to do it very early it was like seven a.m in the morning and we did a mystery Skype with them uh, but that was through those Microsoft um, educator channels and um, which of those things are still out there they're on Facebook now you can connect with Uh, there's always somebody looking, uh, what little I've kind of kept, uh, you know, a finger on the pulse of what's happening, but, uh, so yes, there were, there were many other uh, uh, opportunities that came uh, as a result of just, you know, the first time that you and I connected internationally, and it, and it became exciting, it's like, okay, where can we connect next, and, 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 you know, and, and still do all the things that I'm supposed to be doing as a school librarian, and uh, technology support, that's why it became so busy Uh, I don't think I could have physically and mentally continued at that pace without there being a cost to my health so uh but but it was so much fun and it was good to see kids and teachers getting excited about that sort of, of of education experience you know that we were helping provide absolutely
0: well for me it was it led to um a connection with uh school children in India so um uh, um you know in year four children do an Indian project and, and instead of it just being let's find out about they were actually asking questions that you know made it relevant you know you don't want them asking questions just randomly so so they really had to think about it so So as far as the, you know, my role as the librarian, apart from doing the technology side, I was able to sort of help guide what what is a good question, you know, so that was good for me. Um, I managed to bring a pilot in. uh, Some students were doing a topic on on air. And our connection was a pilot who obviously has to fly in the air. Um,
1: sure. but that,
0: was, that was really cool, do you know, sort of we were we were pushing the boundaries to try and, you know, bring people into the classroom that you couldn't physically bring in. And that's, that's really interesting when you think about it pre-COVID, because actually that's what it's turned into being hasn't it? The technology has increased and changed. Um, Do you think though, like you mentioned just before that you, that you saw that people are still trying to connect. Do you think that, that it's still as important today, those kind of connections, or do you think things have changed now that it's so easy to, to, you know, Zoom or Teams or whatever, that it's not such a an exciting thing as it was. Do you think we've moved on?
1: I don't think so. Um, You know, I think the the period with COVID and of course, I stepped out of education right as that was was moving into its worst phase. Um, But looking at what my colleagues experienced, you know, everything went between face-to-face and virtual, face-to-face and virtual. So teachers that really didn't want to use that technology, were forced to embrace it, uh, you know, and I remember um, hearing about that and the struggles that went with it, but, uh, you know, I think, I think people are, are still connecting, but, but I think there's so much busyness in education, it's hard, it takes time, I mean, I had to set a lot of these, these events up, on my personal time, because that's when I had access to people. Or early in the morning, you and I would be uh, sending messages back and forth to each other, uh, and sometimes conversing uh, about what we wanted to do. So it was, it took it took a lot of time. And I don't know if educators have had, just thinking field wide, you know, do they have that kind of time? Uh, and have they had that kind of time since 2020? And I'm gonna think not. There's been a lot of a lot of moving parts and a lot of um, a lot of challenges. Uh, I think we're just now getting back and, and, you know, to preface this, I just spent eight months as a public librarian and um, I did one event where we we uh, we skyped with the elephant sanctuary in Tennessee, neighboring state. And we had a crowd come to that. And I was told, oh, we don't we've never done anything like this in the public Library here now. I'm in a I'm in a very rural area, but there's 8,000 people in this town, so it's not extremely rural. Um, and uh, it this was 2022 in the fall that we did this, so and it was something new here. So I think I think um, I think it's still special. I think it's just time consuming to um, to invest the time to do that sort of thing for your patrons for your your students. And I figure that's probably a challenge for a lot of school librarians. So I hope that as things improve um, with COVID being in the background, hopefully these kinds of things can be explored uh, again. And and I think they're very special and important to do at every age.
0: Absolutely, I think, (coughs) sorry, I think um, the worry of the connectivity and the technical side of it all will not be as such a a big deal going forward. I think that side of it, but I, but I agree. I think finding the time, I think it really has to, to add value to education as opposed to just being a really cool thing to do. Um, And I think if you can potentially bring the two together, then, then hopefully the time will be found because You know, um, much of what we talked about is about advocacy, isn't it? And using the tools available just at at the time to create the hook that would help us to work with teachers across the curriculum. Um, I I think that that is probably still important today um, and probably slightly easier because, because like I've just said, the, the technology is easier. Do you reckon? I think.
1: I think so. I agree with yeah. that. Everything is is much better. It was it and it had been around for a few years when we were doing it, but uh, but there were still a lot of schools that I remember Skype being blocked and uh, or Google Hangouts being blocked, and and that piece is not an issue now. Uh, yeah. So I, I agree with you, and and I think internet. Connectivity is, is faster and better, you know, more reliable than it was almost 10 years ago. Oh, gosh, I can't I can't believe it's been that many years. But uh, but, yeah, I think, um, I, you know, I, I think that um, I just I'm curious how many teachers it would be interesting to do a, a, a survey and see how many people are connecting. Uh, because something else that we did probably the next year, this may have been 2017. I remember we, um, with our younger students, we read um, a book together. We read what book did How we read? Uh, wonder,
0: wonder. It was wonder.
1: It was wonder. Oh, and nice. and we used um, what did we use to um, flip, anyway.
0: flip? Flip grid. Flipgrid. It
1: was flip grid, oh. which now has changed. It's it. I, I noticed it has a a different name now. Is it just flip? Anyway, flip. We did use flip grid. And that was because of the time difference um, that yeah. the kids could make comments back and forth. Um, that, you know, I think where do people go to find out about these connections? We were using social media to, to form these relationships um, and, and we stayed in touch. Uh, but I think the hard part is just finding people to, uh, to connect with. So, you know, social media is really the place to go.
0: I do think social media is. And I think, I think I have seen that there are, you know, Facebook, Facebook groups of, of school librarians, you know, happy to, to talk about how they can connect. I think it's just, yeah, you're right. It's finding the time to make it happen. Um, you know, the new, new technologies have certainly made a difference, haven't they? Um, you know, we're not talking about mystery Skype anymore. We're talking Zoom or Teams. Um, Know there are different ways to communicate via TikTok, and I like I know that you did a few TikTok videos. Did you? Mm
1: -hmm. I've been experimenting with that. Yeah, we had a a book locker at the public library, and I, I, my first TikTok, I think, was to show patrons very quickly, you know, like a commercial type thing, how to use uh, our book locker if they couldn't come during regular uh, library times. It got viewed like Seven or 800 times. I'm like, really? I mean, so, I mean, I thought this is a, this is a good place to, to put, you now somebody's looking at it. It's it's absolutely. Enough. Enough. So, um, you know, I just think trying to, to find ways to, to reach the patrons, but then also build our own personal learning network, which is something I tell my graduate students all the time. Um, you and I are, are, are a perfect um, example of, of what can come from, you know, a, a, an ever-growing uh, PLN or, personal learning network. We're always trying to expand and find people to to, to um, challenge us and, and share what they're learning so that we can share what we're learning and, and keep challenging each other so we can be at our best for, for our patrons and students and teachers.
0: Absolutely. Um, I'm going to pause just there a second. I'm going to take this opportunity to, to do a little bit of, bit of promotion. So Um, I want to promote my membership to any schools looking for ways to support collaboration between the teacher and librarian, primarily in helping schools boost independent learning, literacy and well-being through your school library. If you're not sure how to make this happen, my membership program offers training and support for school librarians and teachers and creates opportunities to create engagement across the whole curriculum. You can find out more information about engaging and empowering school libraries in the link in the show notes below. So let's move on to our final question, Stoney. If you could give one piece of advice to school librarians listening to this who want to jump in and make their global connections more valuable, what would it be?
1: Well, I think um, look for for opportunities On those those Facebook groups, make connections, and if something sounds interesting, and can you've got a there's always a teacher that uh, is willing to take a risk in your building, and those are the best ones to team up with. The year that you and I connected, it was was Mr. Brooks Lee, the uh, the geography teacher, and he was willing to take that risk in our new facility that we had just opened uh, after uh, everything had been uh, renovated, and uh, and I think that uh, find somebody that's willing to take a risk that you can, can uh, jump out there with. But then that's not enough. You need to not be afraid to tell uh, your story on social media. And it's not bragging. It's, it's sharing to inspire other people to do the same thing. So I would say make those connections on social media and then tell your stories whenever you have an event. Because what happens is, On a Sunday afternoon, you may get a text message from somebody on another continent (laughs) that has seen your post, and, you know, use those hashtags and and, uh, don't be afraid to get that out there because you never know uh, how it's going to change your building uh, in in your community and through your actions of doing and sharing. It inspires people in other places and every school librarian impacts their entire learning community. So that would be my advice. Don't be afraid to to, to do to connect and then share.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time today, Stoney. It's been wonderful to catch up with you and share our journey so far. Hopefully we've given those listening some inspiration to give this type of collaboration a go. Any tools we've talked about, um, I will put in the show notes below. And as always, if you'd like to comment on anything you've heard this evening, we would love to hear your thoughts. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss out on future discussions. Thank you for listening and good night.